Let's chat about how to get what you need for your home when you don't have a lot of cash or credit. You can do that at Aaron's. Rent to own appliances, furniture, and tech from top brands like HP, Samsung, and Ashley. But say you don't need it anymore, no problem. At Aaron's, you can return your product at any time or even upgrade it for something new. Life's always changing. With Aaron's, your stuff can change right along with it. Keep it, return it, upgrade it. Aaron's fits your life instead of the other way around. Approval isn't guaranteed and some restrictions apply. See your local store for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, he's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cam Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Volume. It's Hoops Tonight presented by FanDuel. The NBA season is kicking into gear and there's no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel. The app is safe and secure. Getting your money out is super easy. You can jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting and I love building those same game parlays. And FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So use promo code JasonT and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. 21 plus in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1-877-770-STOP in LA. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Dial 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Alright, welcome to Hoops Tonight presented by FanDuel here at The Volume. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I hope all of you guys are having a great week so far. We're going to take a break from our daily instant reactions to all of the games to go over the top five duos in the NBA right now. You guys know the drill before we get started. Subscribe to The Volume's YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys don't miss any show announcements. And if for whatever reason you guys miss one of these videos and you can't get back over to YouTube to finish, don't forget you can find them wherever you get your podcasts under Hoops 
tonight. And last but not least, before we get started, you guys have heard me talk about Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. If you're looking to get out to an NBA game, a college basketball game, an NHL game, a Major League Baseball game, a concert, or a comedy show, Game Time has amazing last-minute deals on all of those. About a month ago, my wife and I went to a University of Arizona basketball game at McHale Center. Game Time took incredible care of us. I got great seats. I got a great deal. I knew exactly what I was getting myself into from the start. All around, it was an amazing experience. I want you guys to check it out. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download the Game Time app, enter your email, and redeem code HOOPS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, enter your email, put in code HOOPS, that's H-O-O-P-S, to get $20 off that first ticket purchase of yours. So download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. <clears throat> All right, so uh, what I did when I started this project, and I've seen a bunch of different people um, around NBA media make a specific, uh, their version of this top duos in the NBA type of list. I want to focus down on five so that we can go into a little bit more detail. Uh, But what I did to start is I put down a list of duos that I would consider. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to list the the kind of like that initial list that I had of all the duos that I thought were in the running, and then we'll work our way from five up to one. Um, So I had no particular order. I had LeBron and AD, uh, PG and Kawhi, Luka and Kyrie, Steph and Draymond, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, Darren Fox and Damana Sabonis, John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, James Harden and Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, and Giannis Antetokounmpo and Drew Holiday. So that's where I kind of started from, and then I did two rounds of cuts to get down to five, and obviously I focused on uh, duos that I thought had the most playoff impact, just like I always do. You guys know I favor playoff basketball over anything during the regular season. So number five, I have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I actually think they have the highest ceiling of any duo in the league. If the two of them are healthy, their ability to impact the game on both ends of the floor, whether regardless of the type of game it is, if it's an open floor kind of skill-based game or if it's a slow-down rock fight type of game, there is no duo in the league that can impact the game on both ends the way that those two guys are. When they're both dialed in defensively, they are a menace with their ability to switch onto the perimeter while bothering shots around the rim. I think Anthony Davis, when he's at his best, is actually the best defensive player in the league. He just doesn't really get to have that title because he's not at his best often enough. Uh, But like I said, they can win rock fights. They can win with skill. LeBron is arguably the best playoff, like the best reliable playoff player of this era. He's one of the great chess masters. He's so good at navigating that that, you know, up and down nature of the NBA playoffs as you navigate through multiple series. Um, And we saw that on display a little over two years ago when they ran through back to back to back to back. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and one of the more dominant playoff runs in recent history. They were never truly threatened. But the problem is, is over the last three seasons since that run, they've only managed to play just 77 games together. 
Uh, to give you some perspective, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have played together in 162 games. So more than twice as frequently. AD has suffered a string of injuries. Some of them are bad luck. I think some of them are attributed to the fact that he bulked up too much, which affected his mobility and his ability to withstand the long grind of an NBA season. And LeBron is just getting old. Last year, his knee just started swelling for no particular reason at all. And this year, he suffered a non-contact injury on his right foot after dealing with a non-contact stress injury and playing on it for most of the season on his left foot. So he's just starting to get kind of old. So as a result, I cannot put them any higher than number five, um, even if they do have the highest ceiling, because your highest ceiling doesn't matter if you can't actually get there or it's statistically improbable that you'll be there when you need it. All right, moving on to number four, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. This is a new pairing, so we don't have a ton of prior playoff experience to fall back on, but we can kind of piece two and two together just based on their skill sets. KD has been the best basketball player that I've watched in this regular season. Yes, I think he's been better than Jokic. I think he's been better than K- uh, than uh, Giannis. I think he's been better than Joel Embiid. Also, you guys know that I'm, I've, I typically have always gravitated towards perimeter, perimeter initiators over bigs anyway. Um, but he's the best pick-and-roll shot creator in the league this year. He's having his best playmaking season that's gone completely under the radar because everyone just thinks of him as a scorer. And he's still the best three-level scorer in the league. Pair him with Devin Booker, who's a very similar archetype, just at a different position at the two-guard. He's also been one of the better pick-and-roll shot creators in the league this year. And he's still one of the best three-level scorers in the league, despite dealing with some injuries this year. And this is the most important part that puts them above of some of the other pairs uh, that didn't even make my list. They are both excellent off-ball players. In fact, among 219 players in the league this year to attempt at least 100 spot-up possessions, Kevin Durant is second out of 219 players, and Devin Booker is fourth out of 219 players in points per possession. So they're two of the top four spot-up players in the entire league. That allows them to impact the game at a high level regardless of whether or not the other person is more involved in an on-ball role. The only thing really holding them back on this list compared to some of the guys above them is their uh, defensive prowess. Um, Devin Booker has worked hard to become an above-average defender at his position, but he's not a good or great defender at his uh, position. And Kevin Durant, even though he's been an all-defense level help defender this year, he does have some weaknesses, specifically with guys that are bigger and stronger than him, and he can struggle a little bit with perimeter contain on shorter, faster players. So there are just, you know, when it comes to specific matchups, they don't have the same defensive versatility as some of the uh, groupings that are above them on this list, but we are going to learn a ton about Booker and KD over the next couple of years. Number three, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. This is the quintessential modern wing duo. Two freak athletes, both with great size, length, and athleticism, both with modern skill sets that balance perimeter prowess with downhill aggression. They're both young and on the same timeline. They should, in theory, be playing together for a long time. Jason Tatum's a little bit of a better passer, but Jalen Brown's a little bit more versatile of his score. Uh, and they've combined to play in 159 playoff games. They're super, super experienced, which is not what you would expect for a group that age. You know, to give you some perspective, that's almost twice as many playoff games as jo- uh, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray have combined, and they're an older duo. So, you know, for being younger players, these guys have been through some wars. They've been on some big stages. They've played in some really big games, which I think is valuable, especially when it comes to feeling comfortable again when they get to that stage. 
this year. They've been to the conference finals three times. They made it to the NBA finals last year and put up a decent fight against a perennial uh, NBA finals contender in the Warriors. They've been through a lot. Um, and I, I put that as a, a notch in the pro factor for them. What keeps them lower on this list than the two duos ahead of them is that neither Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown are great at anything offensively, like truly great. They are truly great players as total packages. Like Jason Tatum, for instance, like his best skill, ironically, like I think Jason Tatum is a top tier, like top of the top tier perimeter defensive player. Uh, That to me is like one of the skills that you can say he's truly great at. But on the offensive end of the floor, he produces at a superstar level. Like he's putting up volume scoring. His true shooting percentage is 60%, which is excellent. But He's kind of going into that James Harden one-dimensional offensive approach of just taking a lot of threes and getting all the way to the rim. That, to me, I think makes him not a truly great score in terms of his versatility. I think Jalen Brown has actually demonstrated a little bit more you know, uh, improvisational shot making, which I think is a big part of why on many nights he's actually been a better crunch time player for them than Jason Tatum have been. However, Jason Tatum is a better playmaker than Jalen Brown, but even then he's not exactly a good playmaker. He's still below five assists per game this season. Uh, And then on Jalen Brown, like, yes, he's a much uh, more versatile scorer than Jason Tatum, which has helped him in a lot of ways, but you're not putting him in the same ballpark there as a guy like Kevin Durant, right? And he's super limited as a playmaker for his career. He's basically a one-to-one assist-to-turnover guy. So, again, like when I'm looking at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're both very good offensive players, but neither of them has this like truly great skill. Like, I'm a truly great playmaker, or I'm a truly great versatile scorer, or whatever it is. There are guys in the league that are better than them at all of those things. And I think that's a big part of why they've struggled with late-game execution, specifically against stars that are better than those two guys are. Still, third best duo in the NBA. That's just the specific reason why I have these other two duos ahead of them. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they've struggled specifically in those uh, situations and with their confidence. Like both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were completely shook in terms of their confidence by the end of the 22 NBA, uh, 2022 NBA finals. And I think a big part of that was that lack of that truly great offensive skill. Number two, Steph Curry and Draymond Green, the duo that beat Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in the finals last year. They are the most accomplished duo of this era. They have four championships and six finals appearances in the last eight years. Steph is also, like Kevin Durant, a candidate for being the best player in the world, depending on who you ask. He's absolutely the best offensive player of this era. Draymond Green is the best defensive player of this era in terms of consistent defensive greatness on a year-in, year-out basis. So you have the best offensive player in this era and the best defensive player in this era on the same team. They also have natural offensive synergy. Draymond Green has learned how to weaponize the way teams ignore him to be in an on-ball role, creating shots for his teammates as a playmaker, weaponizing quick quick dribble handoffs or locating Steph Curry off the ball. He's done an admirable, admirable job making himself playable on the offensive end so that his defensive greatness can be realized in the impact of the game. <clears throat> Their combination of championship experience and continuity over a decade of basketball has allowed them to consistently perform better than pairings that are actually more talented than them that are beneath them on this list. At the end of the day, the scoreboard is all that matters. And Steph and Draymond in any sort of playoff setting are more dangerous than any of the duos that are behind them on this list. The only reason they're not on the top of the list 
is that Steph Curry can still struggle a little bit in some specific matchups with his lack of size defensively, although he is a above average defensive player. And Draymond Green can still have some problems on the offensive end in specific matchups when teams really start to ignore him, even though he's worked a lot to mitigate that. So that gives them a slightly lower ceiling than the duo that I have above them. Um, but they did win the title and outplay the two Jays last year, which is why I have them above those guys. But I do think Giannis and Drew at number one are just a touch better. So my number one duo in the NBA is Giannis Antetokounmpo and Drew Holiday. It was an easy choice for me. They're consistently available. Those two have played in 150 to, uh, 152 games. Excuse me, 150 games over the last three seasons together. Both are consistent offensive forces. They combined to average 51 points per game this year on just under 60% true shooting. They combined to average 13 assists per game. Giannis is a better playmaker than Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant. They are both top-tier defensive players at their position. They are both perennial all-defense selections. I think Giannis is a case to be the best defensive player in the world, depending on who you ask. And they have the versatility to guard in different ways. They can run a traditional drop coverage, but Drew is big and strong enough to switch onto forwards, and Giannis is quick and smart enough to switch onto guards. So they are miles better in terms of consistency, availability, and talent defensively than any duo in the rest of the league. Even LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who are good when they can get to that level, but they don't get to that level nearly frequently enough, and that is what makes them such a pain-in-the-ass duo to deal with, especially in a playoff series. And then with Giannis, I think he's the best player in the world, which means he'll be the best player in any potential playoff series. He's averaging 31 points, 13 rebounds, and 6 assists with 2.1 stocks per game in each of it, uh, it total in his last two playoff runs. On 62% true shooting, which is outrageous. His play, his play style is perfectly constructed for the NBA playoffs and the way that the game is officiated. When the refs swallow their whistle and they let physicality go on both ends of the floor, it directly elevates Giannis's individual impact. And that's why he's the best possible guy that you could have in those rock fight situations. You know, it's funny when I was uh, thinking about this this morning, I thought about pool basketball. For any of you guys who've ever played basketball in a pool, I uh, had some buddies when I was growing up and uh, uh, we would go to like my parents' house and we'd get in the pool and we'd play basketball. And I had a buddy um, named Matt who played Division One uh, for the University of Arizona. He was a center. And uh, my other two buddies that we would play with, like, we were good basketball players, right? And like, I'm pretty big and strong. Like I'm 6'6", 220 pounds. But Matt is like 6'10", 260 pounds of just solid muscle. The dude is just a unit. He actually went on after playing in college to play professional uh, football in the AFL in Australia. Any of you guys ever know what, uh, who know what AFL football is? It's like a whole different, uh, incredibly physical sport. It's kind of like rugby mixed with some football principles too, but he was just a beast of a human being. And when we would play pool basketball, like a lot of contact happens. Like it's a very physical game because you're not dribbling. Right. And you can't really go around people. So you're trying to like fight through people to get to the rim. And we just couldn't handle that guy. Because he was so damn big and strong. He was just a monster in a game of pool basketball. That's a totally random anecdote. But that's just what I thought about when I was thinking about Giannis in the playoffs this year. It's like during the regular season when the game is a little more fast and loose. You know, sometimes he looks a little bit more like one of the guys. But you get him into that setting 
where the refs are allowing him to just drop his shoulder and plow through people every single possession. And on the defensive end, he's allowed to use his size and strength to grab and hold people around the rim. Suddenly, his impact just skyrockets. And when everyone's stuck in the mud of the physical NBA playoffs, Giannis is the dude that just suddenly is the biggest, strongest, most impactful athlete. And I think that's a huge part of why he is the best player in the world. Um, He desperately needed a counter to his rim assault. Uh, that was a problem for him in 2019 and 2020, but we found out, we thought it would be his shooting, but it ended up being his passing. He's turned himself into a very good playmaker at his position, which has allowed his rim assault to feel uh, uh, truly impactful on that stage. No duo in the NBA represents more challenges for an opponent in a playoff series than Giannis Antetokounmpo and Drew Holiday. All right, guys, that's all I have for tonight. We're going to hit on Celtics-Cavs from last night as well as all of tonight's games tomorrow morning. So keep an eye on the feed Wednesday morning. I will see you guys then. As always, I appreciate your support. The Volume. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.